Hi, everyone. Michael Ray and Reham Nessa from two different uh, hemispheres. Yep. Uh, I'm from Scotland currently, and it's a bit sunny today, which we're really excited about this morning. And how about you, Michael? Wow. And I'm from sunny Australia, where it's always sunny. Kangaroos, koalas, the whole, whole deal. You've seen it And before. the Barrier Reef. Exactly. That's it. Today on episode seven of Awoke Blokes, we're going to be talking about dealing with the festive season. Now, the festive season, it brings up all of the hallmark cards, images of happiness and family and all the rest of it, but it can be a really hard, dark time for some of us. Sometimes it's because we're reflecting on things that we've lost, parents, relationships, being separated from parents, family, our children. Many of us are divorced um, and we have to spend this time away from our children and our emergency services and our mental health support people, their call rate goes through the roof at this time and um, a lot of marriages fail at this time. And we just think that maybe through listening to this, we can put some strategies in place and hopefully address that. What do you think, Rehan? I couldn't agree more. Um, during the holiday season, it doesn't have to be during the Christmas season, but uh, during any holiday season or even sometimes a three-day weekend, um, the number of domestic violence uh, situations increase. Uh, the breakdown in relationships increase, the number of police uh, interventions increase. And so our goal isn't just to get you to survive them, but hopefully to thrive with, throughout this holiday season and beyond, especially since we've had a really interesting year, unlike many, many, many years before them. So if you haven't noticed just in case we we just went through a pandemic and are still, you know, in it to an extent. Uh, and whether it's the new normal for some people or a different normal or not even normal at all, the point is it is the way that we are going through the holidays at this time. So what can we do together and what can we do separately as in within ourselves internally and then together with those that are around us be it neighbors, friends, family, uh, loved ones, um, what can we do to stay afloat and to thrive this holiday season? So what are your thoughts today, Michael, on the holiday season? What area do you want to get us started on today? Well, I think one of the things that uh, we need to do is we need to look out for people who may be struggling. Um, it's, it's not enough to say, I'm always here if you need anything and then expect somebody who's in, in the depth of darkness, who's, who's fighting the battle to reach out. So we need to be a little bit more proactive and drag those people into our community, into our homes, make sure they're not alone. Even be a little bit insistent if you know somebody is recently separated and uh, drag them in, include them because this, this season and um, all, all of the time, we need to focus on giving. And we know, I honestly don't believe there's anything uh, such as a truly altruistic um, act because nothing feels better than doing 
doing something for somebody, especially something as important as possibly keeping them out of the depth of despair and maybe being the reason why they, they feel connected. So we need to look out for our friends who may have recently separated, our friends who are away from their children for whatever reason. And we also need to find purpose for those of us that are disconnected. And we need to realise that we are all connected. What do you think, Rahan? Um, spot on, Michael. Uh, so the people that are, have experienced a loss or are separated, like, um, you know, it could be anybody. It could be our neighbors. If you've noticed um, they're not going away for the holidays, give them a plate or uh, give them, you know, um, some of your time, you know, a plate of food or in some of your time, a cup of tea or coffee and spend a little bit of time with them just to make sure that they're okay. If you're socially distancing, then pick up the phone or go at the door, you know, and just make sure that they're okay. Because this season is really difficult for a lot of people, as you've said beautifully, Michael, it's about mental and emotional health and well-being, and, and making sure that people that may have been isolated, for example, those that have experienced loss for the first time in a long time, they're alone, they're experiencing the holidays alone, or they've experienced a loss uh, as in death or loss of a relationship or a family member as in a child or something like that, they're going to be the most susceptible. So checking in on them, even though, Michael, like you said, be insistent, even though they might re resist or reject um, your invitation, continue to persist because it, their pride might be getting in the way. They might not realize that they really are on the verge of emotional um, instability. And we all go through that. We all have our dips and our ebbs and our flows. And so it's the dips that are the most dangerous, especially during the holidays, because nobody knows that it's happening. It can happen at a moment, it's a switch. It's that time where I just feel like I can't fight the fight anymore. And that's the time when checking in on those around you is so, so important. So for example, one of the principles that I live by is I have seven degrees of separation. So not the six, but the seven. And so that seven um, re relates to my neighbors, for example. So seven neighbors neighbors up, seven neighbors to the right, seven, seven neighbors to the left of me. I contact, I communicate with, I check in with um, because that's just how I do connection. Um, seven family members, for example, not exactly seven, but like you get what I mean, like the, the immediate family members that are around me, if there are any, I check in with them and I make sure that they're okay. And those that are away that I know are experiencing their first holiday separated from their partners, for example, because they're still stuck in a different country or their children are with their, their ex and they're going it alone for the first time. Um, friends that no longer have parents or children with them because they've passed on or they themselves have come out of the hospital and are experiencing the holidays socially isolating and socially distancing because of COVID. These are the people that are the most at risk and so check in with them, help them by being present in their lives. And, and it's just as simple as picking up the phone or sending a text or, or like I said, you know, a plate of food or a cup of coffee um, or standing at their door and just saying, I want you to know that I'm right downstairs. And if you need anything, 
I'm just a few steps away. That can make somebody's day and it can prevent that switch from turning on to off. And that's the goal that we're, we're aiming for, to make sure that people don't choose suicide um, as an option and to know that they're never alone because we're all connected and we're all in it together. So if there's anything you can do for anybody, including yourself, please don't forget yourself because your own well-being is so much as important, if not, you know, more important than anybody else. Um, Michael, I know you've you've been on planes before, as, a, as have I, so don't they always remind us to put on our oxygen mask first? So remember to put on your oxygen mask first. Yeah, and don't don't discount your feelings. I think what happens a lot of the times with, as you said, your three-day weekends and this holiday season is we're that busy in the hustle and bustle and busyness of life going flat out from, you know, one thing to the other and dealing with paying the rent and putting food on the table and turning up to work and putting on the, the facade of being okay, that we're that busy that it's not until all of a sudden we stop and we sit in that stillness and we reflect and decompress and exhale that things can overwhelm. And it's just suddenly, you know, when you're disconnected from other people, when you're isolated, um, not, not just by distance, but when you've put a wall up around yourself, when you've got that big heavy armor that you've been wearing, because a lot of the times it, it, you may think you're being noble by not worrying your friends and um, trying to appear that everything is all right because you don't want to be a concern to them and you brush off their questions of, are you okay? And yeah, of course, like, don't be silly, you know, go off and worry about someone else. I'm, I'm fine. The, the stillness and the quiet, it's a slippery slope. If you find yourself not wanting to be around someone, around anyone, if you find yourself disconnecting from your daily routines, if you find yourself being a little bit lost, it's very, very easy to get on that slippery slope. And it's not weakness. It's not, it, it's just, you know, some there's of us no are fighting. This, yep. yeah. Some no of us are fighting this battle every day, day in and day out, fighting the hordes and, you know, wearing the arrows and swinging the sword. And just that one day, where you're overrun, it, you know, you've fought the battle for years sometimes and it's just on that one day your reserves were down, there was a straw that broke the camel's back and bang, you're gone and you're gone for good. And, you know, we've all got to be able to reach out. And when you ask someone if they're okay, that's not the end of it. No, seriously, are you okay? No, like, really, how are you? Like, and then broach the subject. How are you dealing, you know, without your wife? How are you dealing without your husband? Are you okay without your kid there? Is there anything I can do? Do you want to come over and spend, spend the day with us? Can I come past after I've had lunch? Yeah. Yeah. It's that purpose. The purpose to live the purpose to overcome the 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 darkness that will and may overtake when the busyness stops when the thoughts overtake it's that purpose 
So what is your purpose for the holidays? What is your purpose that is driving you to get through the holidays in one piece, healthy, mentally, physically, and emotionally? And what's the purpose that you have for other people, if you're well, for other people to, um, to be able to do the same? So identifying what that purpose is, as you brought up, Michael, earlier, is so important. Um, and making sure that you articulate that to others. My purpose this holiday is to make sure that you are checked in on and you are cared for and loved and you know that I'm here for you. That's purpose. And to keep people, you know, um, in a space of hope because when hope is there, it's really hard to dip back down into that deep hole. If you're, as you said, Michael, uh, some of those signs are not being able to even get up out of the bed not being able to, to do the normal routine that you are used to doing. If you're noticing people are not doing their normal routine or struggling with the normal routine, that is definitely a sign. And that's what you can ask about. So how's it, how's your breakfast, you know, routine going? Or what was it like for you, you know, to pick up the newspaper and read it today? If people still read the newspaper, for example, or watch the news or what's your favorite show if you're noticing that they're no longer connecting to what they used to connect to that's a sign to ask deeper questions than just are you okay hmm. the, there's some things to avoid too that um are, are pretty counterproductive alcohol like yes. if, if you're if you're struggling and you know i love a drink as much as the next man but if you're struggling emotionally, alcohol's not going to help. It's really not going to help. And um, any substance, it's just going to make it worse. It it may numb it, but it may, it, you know, it, it will numb it. And, yep. And it will, the day after it's numbed, you, you're even worse off than what you are. If your relationship's struggling, and it's rocky, the holidays isn't the great time to address the big issues. Not, not at all. So, you know, avoid the criticism, avoid the, um, it's not the time to do a big deep dive and, and do the hard work to work on, work on the relationship. I'm not saying be avoidant of it in general, but just not now. It's like, you know, lighting a fire on a hot day, it, it's going to get away from you. Emotions are going to be uh, heightened. And so you've got to be, again, proactive, put these things in step. If you argue with the in-laws and that's a sore point and you're going there for, for dinner, again, putting the alcohol in at dinner when there's the potential for an argument, but go there with the mindset, you know what? giving spirit, I'm not going to get involved because this will get out of control and don't participate in it. Just, you know, go go forewarned and forearmed and prepared. Prepared, just don't do it. What do you think, Rahan? I agree. Um, staying afloat is so essential during the holidays. So find things that you're excited by this goes back to purpose again, find things that like hobbies and, and interests that you've kind of put off throughout the year that you've wanted to invest in now. If it means binging in front of the TV, so be it, but just please avoid creating those deep dive conversations. 
especially during the holidays. Wait until there's enough of a momentum when the, when the new year comes in to and, and enough of a break in order for you to be able to address them. Now, Michael and I are absolutely not saying don't set boundaries. Absolutely set boundaries when boundaries can be set because it preserves your own dignity, it preserves the relationship, and it preserves your voice in that relationship. But try not to go further into the depths of despair, as they say in relationship talk, um, because it is, like Michael said, a slippery slope. Now, another area that you might want to avoid um, dipping into his finances. So if you're struggling financially, stay afloat, budget, manage, whatever is necessary. Uh, there are amazing food banks out there. I know it, not only in Australia and UK, but in many other countries, there are shelters. If you need to be in a separate location from where you're staying now, there are shelters out there. Um, you know, don't feel like you have to stay if staying is unhealthy or will risk your health or your safety or your children's safety. Um, find a way to, to identify a safe, you know, space or a friend that you can communicate with that can take you in if necessary, um, if like a shelter is not feasible at this time, because it is winter here um, in our hemisphere. And I know you guys, you have summer, so it's not as bad, which is great. But for the winter, we're expecting snow potentially. So please stay safe, please stay warm, please stay healthy. Um, another area that I would strongly recommend not dipping into um, other than uh, relationships and finances is, and, and this is controversial a bit, but like, as you said, Michael, alcohol is a big one, but so is gambling, so are drugs, so are any self-sabotaging um, <clears throat> or self-medicating approaches, um, any addictive behaviors, don't start them now. If you can avoid them, avoid them like the plague, because what they will do is they will spiral out of control once the holiday season ends and it will impact the start of the new year for you. Um, and we all want to start on a healthier note. We've all been through a lot of inconsistency, a lot of instability, and a lot of changes. And now's the time to really in do the internal work within you, not within your relationship, not within your finances, but within you to find out what it is that brings you happiness. What brings you purpose? What's your life purpose in, life, in, 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 this, in, in this holiday? What's your life purpose for the holiday, to get through the holiday? Um, what do you plan on achieving? So if you want to create like a three-month plan or a one-month plan and then a three-month plan, what do you want to achieve in the new year? And I don't just mean New Year's resolutions that never get fulfilled. I mean a real three-month to six-month um, plan of action. How can you reboot you? How can you invest in you in all ways? internally from the inside out what areas have come up for you that have triggered you that you want to work on this would be an amazing time to read an amazing time to listen to some great you know well respected research researched youtubers that um, are well established in their field um, books audiobooks actual books you know documentaries whatever it takes to do the deep diving and if you've done your work, so be it. But I know a lot of us are still on that path of, of self-transformation. So when you know what you're planning out, you have hope, 
you have a purpose, you have a direction, you have a goal, and you have desired outcomes. You have a bucket list of things to look forward to. That equals emotional and mental health. And that's what we're aiming for during this holiday season. What do you right. think, Michael? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, exercise as well, guys. Yes. Exercise. Yes. Get on it. It it the mental um, aspect of exercise, the self-efficacy and autonomy that exercise brings with it as well. It's so much more than physical. Don't fall for the trap of judging an exercise program success or failure on weight loss. You know, there's so much more than that. And I think we've lost sight of that. Exercise will do so much for you. Might be a great time to start. It's definitely not a time to stop. So find something along the way. The other one is you've got to look at tradition. These holidays, they're about traditions as well. So if you don't have a family tradition, so we'll move away from the, if you're isolated, if you're alone, and we'll go on to a slightly happier topic to, to bring the podcast home because I've got one reham seven degrees of separation. Well, here's an interesting statistic. Did you know that only one in seven dwarfs is actually happy? That's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah. So family traditions, what do you remember when you were young about holiday seasons, about different festivals? You know, it doesn't just have to be Christmas. It can be a religious festival. It can be birthday parties. You know, it can be dinner at mum's. What, what traditions stick in your mind and what would you like um, to go forward with your family? with your traditions you know we we have certain dishes that we eat at christmas time that my great grandma used to cook and then nana used to cook and now mum still cooks and it's not christmas until we have it and it's probably the one time of year that we actually have it and they're called sphinges they're like a an italian donut so they're a dumpling sized donut with raisins with honey and cinnamon and they sit in a big bowl of honey and cinnamon and they are just delicious so they're they're deep fried and I'm coming over michael why, yeah that's why <laughs> yep. i look like this <laughs> what about you raham what traditions did you have around a festival or a um, well for me for example um being a solo mom myself i created new traditions with my son so whenever we have the holiday season we create new traditions for every single holiday so that we can create those memories together to make them special not because they're holiday specific but because they're memory specific and so um for example we always every every year we go and look at the Christmas lights in the parks uh, because he loves the imagination of uh, the, the image, sorry, of of the stars lighting up the, the night. And because it's oftentimes quite cloudy in this area of the world, we don't get to see the stars often enough, um, nor the shooting stars or anything else of that nature. So um, the twinkling of the lights is really what gets him. So every single holiday season, we go out and see that. And that to him is just like over the moon he is ecstatic and um we'll take pictures that come out black you know because the camera just doesn't show the lights but he'll remember it every year and that's what he looks forward to so creating memories is so essential for hope so essential for aiming for the future and a purpose for the future 
And if I could switch gears just a little bit, but still on a healthy, uplifted note, serve others. So, you know, one of the things that I used to do a lot uh, in the U.S. when I was living there was I would volunteer my time at soup kitchens. I would volunteer my time at like serving Christmas dinner. Um, I would um, volunteer my time at some of the shelters or the uh, um, women's um, uh, the domestic violence women's homes um, because they didn't have a lot of staff during that time. Um, one of the other ones that I that I would love to go back to do um, again and again is go to the hospice care where people are on their deathbed but are dying for someone to just come by and say hello. And um, and these are children. Um, Average, you know, adults, uh, average aged adults, as well as elderly that don't have family that come to them. And when you come to them with a smile, with a book, with a conversation, it lights up their world. And did you know that when someone that is facing the, their end of life has hope, oftentimes it adds so much more to their health than it does their demise. So giving someone that special moment of attention is so rewarding. And when we serve others, it's also serving us. It's filling our own proverbial cup of emotional well-being. Um, and, and that's what I love doing. So um, if you can serve others, you'll find yourself, if you've lost yourself in any way, there. And you'll begin to realize what's true purpose in life from that stage. Mike, what are your thoughts? I, I think sometimes that um, in our in our despair we we have a fairly negative um, opinion of ourselves. We're down on ourselves. We we don't think much of ourselves. When you go and volunteer and you see the gratitude and the connection, you feel pretty good about yourself. It um, it lifts you right up. So <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to tear up here. Whether you, like Rehan was saying, reading a book to somebody who doesn't have a book, you know, soup kitchens are great. Just, you know, anything, walking the streets and finding a homeless person and buying them a sandwich if, if you've got it. Um, make that a tradition if you're alone on, on Christmas Day, on, on the days where you're alone, find a way to do it. Like ring around. There's plenty of people that, uh, are looking for volunteers and it's a great feeling. I was just going to just quickly jump in and say we would take all 10 days of the Christmas break and, and do something different every single day because we didn't, as a, as a group, like um, when I was back in the States, um, and, and it was fulfilling for us because we got a sense of what the community around us was like and where the need was. And then we knew, purpose again, what we wanted to invest in for the rest of the year. That's how we found out and got a taste of what it was that we could do to give back. You were saying about the Christmas lights with, yeah. with uh, and this will be the first year since Charlie was born that we haven't gone to the Christmas lights because of COVID. They've, they've yeah. closed them down. But those Christmas lights, my parents used to take us to, and it, it wasn't every year, but we went there a, a lot. So we've continued that tradition and Charlie loves to hear about, you know, granddad and grandma. She never got to meet my dad, but about us taking it, taking them there. And one of their friends used to own one of the houses 
along the street that has all the lights and we used to give out lollies to the kids. And so it's just great to do it. And traditions, whether they be dinner around the table, like whatever they are, they're the anchor for our kids that keep them secure and um, give them security in life and uh, memories. So, you know, those traditions are great. And we can have our own traditions, whether it be, you know, getting up on Christmas morning, making ourselves our coffee and just going and doing something in particular for ourselves, for others or for our family. It's just traditions are great. They keep hope alive and they keep the memory of the wonderful times alive. And dare I say, dip into those uh, photo albums. If you still have them, I know people don't do photo albums anymore, but like when you really go back in time and you share with the kids or you share with the family or the loved ones, look, this was me when I was like three and this is what I look like and this is what I loved. It connects people in a way that's so intimate and so loving and vulnerable that it creates a deeper bond. And that's what the holiday season is all about. It's not about the bickering and the in-laws and the children and the, and the exes and the partners. It's about the memories. It's about the traditions. It's about the rituals, the new ones and the old ones. And it's about the purpose of hope, creating hope and inspiring others to join in that hope with us because no man or woman is an island. No, it, it's definitely, it, it's, I'd say it's the best of times and it's the worst of times. It sounds like a book somewhere <laughs> along the lines. Yeah. So, you know, even Christmas movies, you know, we work our way through the movie list, you know, everything from it, It's a Good Life all the way through to Elf and Home Alone and, um, we still have a disagreement whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. It works. <laughs> I, I, I say it is a Christmas movie, but, you know, the Polar Express and all of those, and we start them out, but the Christmas tree goes up. We have Elf on the shelf who just runs amok. And we do all of those silly little traditions that uh, my daughter reminds me of constantly, and I know going forward that most likely she'll do with her children should she should she have them and 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 that's what's priceless because they remember the good times it's considered anchoring it's a technical term but it's what it does is it creates a foundational memory in our mind that gets triggered every single time we repeat that tradition and that's why we could tear up when we remember how it was for us when we were younger or how we want it to be when we're older and we're feeling the loss of it it's creating new triggers that keep triggering that happy emotional memory that we had before and if anybody pisses you off during the holiday season walk away that is my best advice of the season walk away because it's about them it's not about you this time is for you so invest in you invest in your happiness invest in your mental and emotional well-being and those around you be it seven degrees of separation or seven doors with only one being happy the point is it's your choice we all have this power of choice so what's your choice for the holiday season these are conversation starters with blokes their children and the women that support them it's about many men having many conversations. Follow, like, and share us. And also don't hesitate to comment below. What are the ways you're investing in your own mental and emotional well-being? How are you investing in other people's mental and emotional well-being? 
what new traditions are you creating and or upholding with you and your children? And don't ever forget to tell us what other topics you want us to mention. Until then, see you next time. Bye-bye.